Let's face it, living takes guts and living a full life takes a lot of guts. Igniting Courage podcast is the place you can come to get a blast of courage from real people who are clawing their way through life just like you are. We're gonna talk about big courage and also little daily courage. You'll hear people's opinions on how to build courage and how to summon it when you would rather join the circus and never be heard from again. So welcome. I'm glad you had the guts to show up for this conversation. Hey, everybody, and thank you so much for joining us for episode 42 of Igniting Courage podcast. This is my interview with Ebony Lambert. Now, I didn't know Ebony before this interview, but one of my friends said, this lady is a superstar. You have to get her on your show. And so I chatted with her and I thought she was delightful, just like advertised. And we had a phenomenal interview where she shares her recovery from debilitating depression and suicidal thoughts completely naturally through yoga, for eating naturally. And she doesn't say that this is the way you've got to go. So don't think that this is some woo-woo interview where she's going to be saying, you have to get yourself in a pretzel in order to be healthy. She doesn't say that at all. She is inspiring and she is all about get your own path, find it. Here's one that worked for me. So I want you to enjoy this interview with Ebony and Subscribe if you get the chance so that you don't miss out on any of the awesome upcoming courage igniting fun. Enjoy. Well, good morning, Ebony Lambert. Thank you so much for jumping on the podcast today. How are you doing? Good morning. I'm great. How are you? Good. I'm doing really well, and I'm excited that you're here on your birthday to share that with us and to share your story of courage with us on this special day for you. So happy birthday. Thank you so much. You know, it's your birthday. You wake up in the morning. Where has courage showed up for you already? Because it's 10 o'clock in the morning when we're doing this. Where has showed up, courage showed up for you already today? It has shown up by me going outside and dancing this morning, just zoning out the world and just opening my arms up to the sun and having an amazing dance session with myself. Oh, and the sun. And the sun. <laughs> That's wonderful. They say dance like no one's watching. Who cares? Let them watch. Who cares? <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. What a joyful way to start your birthday. Thank you. It was so much fun. Yeah, that's awesome. And that courage for today came from a from a dark place. You've had a you've had a long road, and you've had a, a kind of an amazing story of courage. Can you tell us that story? Yeah. So I started uh, about five years ago getting into yoga, and everyone always has that question. You know, how did you start to get into yoga, so I always love to share my story because I was in a very, very dark place, um, extremely depressed, and I actually found yoga laying in a hospital bed ready to take my own life, and it was just seeing the nurses come in with tons of medicine in their hands to give me, and I just kept having this flash of my three children, and I knew that I had several things to live for. And I wanted to just make a complete change in my own personal life. And I didn't think yoga would hit me as hard as it did or make a change as um, drastic as it did. But it's not, it's not just a normal workout. I mean, it changes your physical, your mental. It's an all-over life-changing experience. And the moment I put my feet on the mat, I have not stopped since. And it's been a beautiful, beautiful journey. That's wonderful. And so how did, when you say get into yoga, did you just start taking classes? How did you find yoga in that time when you needed it? I, I actually Googled it, 
and went on YouTube and just watched video after video. And it really wasn't about their physical um, appearance. It was just every video I watched, I kept saying there's something just very peaceful about this person doing yoga. And so I kept practicing. I did actually end up um, hurting myself because, you know, I was practicing on my own, didn't really have the an instructor with me. So I ended up starting to go to classes, and then I went to get certified in yoga because I started posting little videos of things that I was practicing, and people started saying, teach me. I want to learn how you're, how you're doing that. And I said, oh, I can't. I'm just following YouTube and just trying my best. And the more I noticed people saw a change in me and kept asking, teach me, teach me, I said, I have to, I have to go off and get certified. I mean, this is something that saved me. And what a joy and beauty it would be for me to be able to give back that, that, that change to other people. And so I went off and I got certified. And I literally, I have not stopped since the day I got certified. Wow. And that was, five, it was five, four or five years ago? That was four, five years ago, yes. That's wonderful. Well, and you, you were introduced to me through one of your students. So obviously yeah. they, they feel very strongly about the impact that you are having on their lives. So that's wonderful. That is so wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, it, and it takes courage to go to a yoga class in the first place. I mean, you, you, when you think of yoga from the outside, you think of people, you know, pretzeling themselves up and having to be super flexible. And it's, it's scary sometimes to walk into a yoga class for the first time. How do you respond to that when people are like, oh, I'm kind of scared to walk into a yoga studio. I don't know. <laughs> So I always hear people say, I can't do yoga because I'm not flexible, or I can't do yoga because of this and that. And I always say, if you can breathe, you can come, you can put your feet on the mat, and then just see what happens from there. You know, sometimes I get messages of people saying, oh, my gosh, is that your foot behind your head? Like, I'll never be able to do that. <laughs> and I say to them, anytime I hear someone say they can't do something, I always say, you can't yet. Don't forget to say that word yet because it means it's coming with practice, with breathing exercises, and just with that mental belief that it is possible for your body to do anything. So I remind my students of that all the time. You know, your yoga journey is going to be different than the person on the mat beside you. So just stay in your space, stay within your own mind, your own body, and just have an amazing, beautiful journey. Well, and that's the key, is that you get the benefits from yoga. And I'm, a, I, I'm not a yogi. I try to do yoga once or twice a week. I travel a lot, but I you know, find yoga studios, which is super fun because I get to meet new people and all that stuff. And I've uh -huh. never gotten my foot behind my head. I am not particularly flexible, <laughs> but you still get incredible benefits from it. I love yes. it. Yes, yes. I mean, the, the breathing exercises that you learn are just great for anyone with anxiety, depression, just everyday life, things that happen. You need to learn to, you know, have certain breathing exercises that can calm you or maybe energize the body. And so I, I tell people, you know, don't expect to come and just get a workout and sweat. You're going to leave just feeling a little different, and the more you come, then you have that mental change. And it's just, it's such a beautiful journey. And then whatever you do on your yoga mat, you begin to take into your everyday life. So your entire life changes with yoga. How fast did this help you? I mean, you said you had a handful of pills, and they're bringing you pills and trying to get over anxiety and depression and all of that. I mean, was it, was it a pretty quick help? It wasn't quick, and I, I remember having my journal. I remember having my yoga mat and just tears just flowing out of my eyes constantly as I was practicing yoga in my home, and I just kept telling myself, do not give up. But each time I practice, at the end of my practice, something just felt better every time. It, it wasn't that 
full relief of the depression that I was going through, but each time I was down on my mat, something I could feel changing. And so I just kept doing it and doing it and doing it. And eventually it was like, wow, I'm breathing better and I have more confidence and I'm even, you know, standing up straight. Just the little simple things you begin to realize. And it probably took a few months before I really got out of that, you know, that depression um, feeling. And I, and I did it without medicine. And I, when I say that, I always tell people, you know, if your journey requires you to take medicine to be able to recover or heal from anything, then that is perfectly fine. You know, I honor that if that's the choice you choose to make. But for me, I did not want to take any form of medicine. I wanted everything to be natural, and I just wanted to be able to make a complete change within my life. And that's what I did. And I'm I'm just I'm I'm actually grateful for all of the the pain and the stress that I went through because of where I am today. Well, and, and what you're giving to other people, which is probably even yeah. even better beyond yes. that. <laughs> yes. It, it, it's like the the return of joy that comes to you when I see other people on the mat and see their lives changing and I'll get messages and phone calls of just things changing in other people's lives and it's just such a beautiful thing. Yeah. Well, and I remember very, very distinctly, I think we were in pigeon pose, and I was towards the end of a verbally and and emotionally abusive marriage, and I didn't quite realize what was going on with the marriage. I knew it was not good, and there's something I needed to change. And I remember we're in pigeon, which apparently is a very emotionally releasing pose anyway. And Erica Emerson, who was a friend of mine, was the um, teacher at the time that I was in this class, and she said, release the things that aren't serving you. And literally my eyeballs just leaked all over. I just started weeping like this is what I need to do. And it was just spiritually such an amazing moment. Like, ah. (laughs) That ah moment, yes. I I tell a lot of students and remind them that it's not always the physical. You know, if there's maybe a pose that you aren't able to to do or don't feel comfortable in, then go beyond the physical, you know, thought of it. Go mentally and go emotional and see what's really, really going on with you and why this pose might be uncomfortable for you or scary for you. You know, it goes so much deeper than just the physical body. Yeah. Now, did you lead a holistic lifestyle before all of this? No, I didn't. So actually this journey kind of took me going vegan. I went vegan for about a year, and then I went pescatarian. So it's just, when I say it really changes your life, your body starts to feel better, and your mind starts to feel better, and you just start making better all-around decisions in your life. I mean, things that used to upset me now, I mean, they just blow by in the wind. My mom once made a comment to me, and she said, I don't mean this in a mean way, Ebony, but it's like, if I bring a problem to you, it's like you solve it with just this exhale of fresh air, and it's like it just drifts on by you and doesn't even stress you out. How do you do that? And I said, Mom, it's a beautiful thing. Come to yoga, and I'll teach it to you as well. <laughs> well, I've heard people also get that type of benefit from, from meditation as well. Do you, do you meditate too? Yes, I do meditate. I try to meditate every morning and then at night. um, There's a breathing exercise you can do where you expand and take back in the belly and it it will tell you how stressed the body is. So I try to do this at night and I teach it in a lot of my classes and I say, you know, when you're in bed, you can do yoga in bed. When you lay down at night, close your eyes, do this breathing exercise 
and be aware of how stressed or relaxed your body is. And then as you do it week two and week three, your body will naturally start to become aware of what you're doing, the breathing exercise that you're doing, and the fact that you're really making that self-connection to be able to change. And some people don't realize that breathing is part of yoga. Like, I mean, just breathing. Oh, it's so, it's, I mean, it's, it's so amazing. I actually, I had a, a yoga student, it is Angela, matter of fact, the one that connected us, who walked in uh-huh. day one, and, and she said to me, you know, don't tell me how to breathe. I've been breathing fine for, you know, however many years. <laughs> and <laughs> this is, you know, day one meeting her, and I said, okay. And I, you know, went on ahead and taught the class, and what I do is I allow for my students to change when they are ready. I didn't want to, you know, pressure her and say, no, you need to breathe like this and do this. I just went ahead and guided the class. And when she was ready, you know, her breath began to change and she began to be aware of the breathing exercises and the benefits that it had. And now it's amazing to hear her, you know, share her story that day one, she didn't want to be told how to breathe. And now she's like, you know, tell me how to breathe. I'm listening. I feel amazing. My breath feels longer. It is just, it's just so beautiful. Yeah. Take us back for a minute to that hospital bed. Because mm-hmm. this is where, you know, that pivotal fork in the road where mm-hmm. you either choose yoga or you choose darkness. Yes. Whatever that, whatever that means. Yes. How, you know, and this is the universal question right now as suicide rates are rising and where did you get the courage? How did it come to you? What's the, what was that thing that made you say, no, no, I'm going to hold on. I'm going to have the courage to believe that this is going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know if, if anyone has ever, you know, actually walked themselves into a hospital because I walked myself in and just said, you know, I don't know what's going on, but I know I don't feel right. And they place you in a wheelchair and just the the journey to the back of the hospital, I mean, the it's like the walls get slim and it, it's like the lights get darker so you really feel like you're in this dark place and I remember my mom standing there I remember one of my close friends standing there and I remember them both encouraging me to stay in the hospital and I'm thinking this just isn't this can't be what life is supposed to be about you know I've grown up you know going to church and I know about praying and I just began to close my eyes and every time I closed my eyes my three children peered and I just imagined them going through life without me and then I imagined how beautiful life would be if they had just this you know cool amazing mom and of course I'll make mistakes you know along the way and still you know have moments where you get a little down but I just knew deep deep down inside that there was something within me that was so powerful that I could overcome literally anything. And I, I literally handed the pills back to the nurse, and I said, I'm, I'm ready to go. I want to go. And I had my mom saying, you know, stay, just get the help you need. And I'm continuing to say, I'm ready to go. And looking back now, I think some of the most scary things to do or some of the most, the hardest things to do, the, the, the outcome of it is just so beautiful. I mean, it's just, words can't even really express what I've been through, you know, in life and seen, but I just remember feeling dark and feeling cold, but just really deep, deep down inside of me knowing that there was something within me that is just unbelievably powerful. And I think that's why I really use the word yet in my classes, because 
I might have been hurt then and I might have been depressed then, but I, I, I just wasn't ready yet to really overcome everything I was going through. So I had to practice and practice and meditate and cry and, you know, you name pigeon pose. I remember sitting in pigeon pose and tears just running down my face. And, you know, I was still new to the practice, so I didn't understand yet that the emotional side really ties in. And, you know, as women, we carry a lot of emotions in our hips. So every hip opener pose for me was just tears. I mean, I was in an abusive relationship and, you know, a single mom, and it was just so, so hard. But, I mean, anybody that's going through anything, I just hope everyone has that moment where they really know and believe that deep down within your own self there is something so powerful that you can't even imagine that you could overcome and achieve. Yeah. And Noelle, who was a prior uh, podcast guest and also a student of yours, yeah. um, talks about that too, is just realizing, wait a minute, I've got so much inside, i got to mm-hmm. believe that and yes. find it. Yeah, yeah, yes. I'm actually, I'm guiding a, a handstand journey right now. It's virtual on social media. And, you know, yesterday we wrote letters to ourselves as if, we had already done a handstand for the first time. So it's kind of like, you know, in your yoga practice, sometimes you have to imagine things, envision things that you don't think is possible in order for that to come. And I am, you know, Noelle being a student, I have seen just amazing things. And, you know, she hasn't even been coming that long. And that's the thing, like your journey could take you two years. It could take you two months, two weeks, two days. We don't know, but just the constant practice and the breathing exercise and, and just, you know, even the community that I've, I've built in, you know, the Manassas area is just so wonderful to know you have a group of women and men and children that you can yoga with and have a shoulder to cry on. So it's, it's, not, it, it's not just your workout. It's what I really try to get people to see with yoga, like you are really building this bond with yourself and as well with other people. Well, and, and I completely agree with that because I feel like every single, at the end of every yoga class, I just want to sit around and talk to people and hug them. Like, leaving always feels like, oh, we have to go out of this room right now? Like, <laughs> wait a minute. But I want to say. We're together here. Like, we're doing this. Like, this is, this is our thing. Like, we, we're together here. Um, and one of the things you said was that your mom and your sister, out of complete love and wanting to protect you, were telling you to stay, stay, get the help you need. Mm-hmm. And, and you had the courage, which I think is super, super difficult, to really believe what was deep down inside you and say, this, I gotta, this isn't the right path. And yeah, for some well, people, staying in is, but for some people it's not. And it's such a, such a challenge to know, um, but to argue with those outside protectors is a really tough thing to do, too. Yeah, it, it is tough. And, you know, my family, the background is my grandma was a nurse, my uncle's a nurse, so it's a lot of the, you know, medical field. So when I choose a route of natural healing, you know, I, I, I still, even to this day, I'll, my family will say, no, you know, go to the doctor and get yourself checked out if you think it's something going on and get some medicine. And I'm always taking the opposite route. So, you know, sometimes they get to the days where they're like, just leave her alone. She's going to go to her, you know, natural healers and get the help she needs. But, yes, you know, um, Shelby, who is a very close friend of mine, an amazing woman, she's a raw vegan, but she, I, you know, she laughs about it, but I call her my doctor because if I feel like I'm getting a cold or any little thing, she's the first person that I go to. And, you know, even though I've only been doing this for five years, it's still kind of, I to even 
me because I'm used to so many people who run to the doctor and immediately take that medicine. And, you know, again, if I feel something coming on, I just have this belief that something within me is so much stronger than for me to have to run to a doctor. And not saying that, you know, that's not okay. If that's a route people choose, and I, you know, I always honor people's choices, but for me to just know this power that I have within me and to have that belief that natural healing and yoga and breathing exercises has completely turned my life around and healed, I just love sharing that story because, you know, it's, yeah. it's helping others in the world. Well, right. And I mean, anybody who's willing to walk out their door on the morning of their birthday and have a little dance party with the sun, I mean, there's something going right there. You know, so I think that for you, you chose absolutely the right route because the, the joy and the energy in your voice says, I'm a healthy person. And uh, yes. and that's, that's exciting to see. Now, let's go back to this handstand thing because I have been wanting to do a handstand and get that. So I'm going to talk to you about that after because... My, uh, uh, yeah, I had a bet with one of my second, actually the second podcast interviewee, Michelle DeMolin, who's a good friend of mine, and she ended up doing a handstand way before my, me, and we had a bet going, so I'm going to have to get with you on <laughs> <She that. won. laughs> Right. Well, we got to get you so, in a handstand. That's right, darn it. I know I have the musculature for it. I just can't <laughs> make it happen. Probably it my brain, I tell you that. Yeah. It hasn't happened yet. It will happen. That's right. I like that. It hasn't happened yet. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so what advice would you have for people who are in that dark place and trying to figure out which they're standing at the fork in the road, trying to figure out what fork, you know, that's a pivotal moment in mm -hmm. people's lives. What advice mm -hmm. would you have for them? Um, whatever is your, your outlet, your love, find, you know, find something that you love, something healing, something positive that you love to do. Because, you know, yoga might not be for everybody. It's a gift that I found for me, and that's what's worked for me. But whatever you feel would work for you, and definitely connect with other people. Um, I think the most fearful thing is to go through something and feel alone. And if you don't have people surrounded around you, you know, to help you and encourage you, you know, even though I had my mom there choosing a different route, she still her presence showed that someone here does care about me. And I would just say spend some time going within yourself. You know, when you say those words, I think it sounds easier than what it really is, but you really have to face yourself and go within yourself, which is the most scariest thing, but, you know, there it is, that courage again. It takes courage to really go within or stand in front of the mirror and say, this is me and this is what I am going through. However, I know deep down inside there is something within me, within each of us, that has the strength, the power, the courage to overcome anything. And I would just, just don't, do not give up. Do not give up. Even, you know, I have a, a yoga student that, is going through some depression, and she did decide to choose to take medicine, and I told her that's perfectly fine. If that is what you need at this moment, do it, but don't give up. Add the yoga with the medicine. Add the breathing exercises. Add whatever else makes you laugh, makes you smile, brings you joy, but just do not give up. Yeah. And it's funny. You, you talk about, you just, you just literally said what three other podcast people have said, and this just keeps coming up over and over, the way Shay said it was, healing happens through networking. you got to mm -hmm. go find the people. Zandra yeah. said, I had to stop and look in the mirror, and when I could look in the mirror and just 
be quiet with myself for a minute. Yes. Yeah. And Noelle said it that you I had to sit in the pain. I had to say, Okay, I'm sad right now and that's okay. And we mm-hmm. we live in such a busy world, um, with so many other things to do that that connection to not only yourself but to other people. But to other is people, so vital yeah. to seek out. Yeah. I love it. I love yeah. it. And I love as I as I sort of go through this journey of studying courage through other people, the same themes are coming up over and over and it's so you know, it's just like find your people and find yourself. Yes, that's amazing. And I'm, so, you know, so thankful that you're doing this and opening it up for, you know, you're, you're healing others as well by allowing people to come on here and just share their stories and, you know, just be honest. I've had plenty of students that say, you know, I'm so thankful for your studio because it's a place where I can be vulnerable. I mean, who really wants to come into a robe and say, you know, I, I hurt, I cry, I have fear. You know, a lot of people, we hide that. But to have a place where you can go and just say, look, this is me. You know, I, I can't be anybody but me, and I love being me. I have my flaws. I have my good. And just having a place where you're surrounded by just love. And, and if you go deeper and really connect with other people, you'll realize we all are going through the same thing. You know, it might just be at different times, different ways, but we all have something that we have in common. And one day in class, I did this um, little meditation, and I had us sitting in a circle, and everyone's back was facing towards each other. And I said, I want you to imagine all of your problems, your fears, everything, just growing out of your back like a vine growing up to the sky. And then I want you to imagine all of the beauty and the amazing things about you are the petals or maybe the leaves, the flowers on the vine. And watch, imagine how we all just intertwine and connect. But the beauty of a vine growing up is just, I mean, it's, it's powerful. We, we are all alike and we just, we need to be able to have that place where you can be vulnerable and, and connect and see the beauty and pain and love as well. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, and it's so interesting because I draw a parallel. You know, my boyfriend's totally not into yoga, but he has a group of guy friends, and they have this shop where they keep all their dirt bikes and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. they have that same communion there. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just a group of guy friends who are okay to be vulnerable with each other and trust each other, and yes. so finding that thing, if it's, you know, in yoga and meditation or if it's in a hobby or whatever it is, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I love find, it. I love find it. Your, find, you, find your community and dive on in. Go for the ride. Yeah, right. It's scary, but it'll be fun at the same time. Well, and that's the thing. It takes courage to do that, too, to dive into yes. a new group. But it is just, it's so spectacular to connect with people on that level. Yes, yes. Very yeah. true. Awesome. Well, Ebony, you are a delight. I'm so glad that Angela got us together, and I hope you have the most spectacular birthday. And, Thank uh, you I appreciate so much. all of your insights. And when I'm in Manassas, I'm coming to your class. Yes, definitely come. We have to get you into a handstand. <laughs> I mean, it takes, so we actually, I actually had a, a student. She's 79 years old, and she came to class one day, and she said, I want to do a headstand. And I looked at her and I said, okay, she's serious. We all gathered around her and we helped her up into a headstand. So, you know, I mean, your headstand, your handstand is however your body chooses to do it. It doesn't mean you have to do it all by yourself. If you need six women gathered around you to hold you up, we are there for you. (laughs) That's spectacular. That lady had some guts, too. So much for you. Too old for that. That's awesome. Yes. 